Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. Aloha, I'm Jim Mendoza. In our latest Tell Me a Story podcast, we introduce you to an endurance athlete. He runs races with a much bigger goal in mind than just reaching the finish line. Every step triathlete Todd Crandall takes is one more step away from the lifestyle that threatened to kill him. And every Ironman he completes is a victory for the people that he's trying to help to break free from the grip of addiction. When triathlete Todd Crandall covered the course of the half Ironman on the Kohala coast, his thoughts were on people trapped by alcohol and drug addiction. He focuses on that in every triathlon he enters. I think of the, the people that, that are struggling, and I think of the people that didn't make it. The reason is deeply personal. I am a former lost soul a former substance abuser who is- Crandall's own addiction to alcohol began when he was just 13 years old, trying to drown the trauma of his mother's addiction and suicide. For the next 13 years, my life consisted of all the horror stories that, that addiction brings, you know, jails, homelessness, and all that stuff. In 1993, Crandall hit rock bottom with a third DUI arrest that he calls God's gift. Ever since that day, I've been on a, a spiritual and physical and emotional quest to improve as a human being. And then forming Racing for Recovery in 2001, I decided to give my blessings back in service to other people. Through his Ohio-based nonprofit, Racing for Recovery, Crandall and a team of licensed clinicians help people find sobriety through in-person treatment and online counseling. Ironman events enable the 55-year-old to spread the word. I'm using the Ironman as an awesome platform to share the, the message of recovery and hope for everyone. Come with me on an epic journey of self-betterment. His addict to Ironman journey has been covered by ESPN and news outlets all over the U.S. It's the subject of a book and a documentary film. The publicity opens doors. I've spoken to thousands of kids and I will meet each one individually. And, and some of the stories that these young kids share with me about what's going on at home are horrific. Crandall says anyone touched by addiction can find help at his website, racingforrecovery.org, where they can join a weekly support group. And that's one of the things that Racing for Recovery was the first one to do is not only have a support group meeting format for everyone, but now live stream that broadcast on our YouTube and Facebook pages. Crandall has done 94 triathlons on his road to 100. He enjoys the physical challenge and he enjoys the time it gives him to focus on his quest to end addiction and to help as many people as he can cross that finish line. I'm Todd Crandall, and I am the founder of Racing for Recovery. And I guess the question would be, well, how did you become the founder? And that's where my story gets uh, interesting and clinical.
I'm the survivor of my mom's suicide and drug addiction when I was three. Uh, my uncle also was addicted to drugs and he too committed suicide. My aunt was addicted to food and she committed suicide. So there's a genetic predisposition to both suicide and addiction. And I unfortunately made a choice to try alcohol at the age of 13 to deal with the emotional trauma that I felt from my mom's loss. And again, having the genetic makeup, uh, you know, for the next 13 years, my life consisted of all the horror stories that, that addiction brings, you know, jails, homelessness, and all that stuff. And by the grace of God, on April 15th of 1993, I received my third drunk driving charge, which was the greatest gift I ever received at that moment. And ever since that day, I've been on a, a spiritual and physical and emotional quest to improve as a human being. And then forming Racing for Recovery in 2001, I decided to give my blessings back in service to other people. How deep was the deepest that you got? Did you think about taking your life at all? Well, now you're hitting some uh, very personal stuff here. I, I thought about suicide every day during my addiction, and I still battle with those thoughts even 30 years into my recovery of, uh, of sobriety. So I believe that uh, being, sobri being sober has given me the opportunity to fully impact the emotional and psychological my mom's suicide had on me, but I've also looked at it as it's another gift and I don't want the viewers to freak out by that, but I've taken a trauma and turned it into an asset that has not only helped me, but now in service through Racing for Recovery. Yeah. Um, in, in the terminology world, somebody who is addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, are they forever and always considered to be a recovering addict uh, or what? When, when, do you, when do you break that? that cycle and say, I'm not a, I'm not a recovering addict anymore, or is it forever and always that way? No, at Racing for Recovery, we have a concept that people aren't addicts. They are hurting souls who are using drugs to cope with the, those hurts. But I don't label people addicts. I know in some of the press materials we utilize, I, I say that because it seems to be that word addict catches on a little bit, but I'm not a recovering addict. I'm not addicted. I stopped that 30 years ago. So now I am a, a person who is living in sobriety, who is fully enjoying life. And I have the distinct pleasure of bringing people in and showing them what an example of sobriety looks like and then helping them to create their own version of that. Before we get into the racing aspect of your life, let's talk about the sharing of the message. How do you go about doing that besides having a website that's out there? Well, another thing that I'm so thankful for you guys covering this is the folks in Hawaii who are battling addiction or any self-destructive uh, behaviors and their families can tune into the Racing for Recovery live stream every Thursday night at 6.30 and be a part of a, a unique and cutting edge concept that includes everyone who's been affected by addiction. And that's one of the things that Racing for Recovery was the first one to do is not only have a support group meeting format for everyone, but now live stream that broadcast on our YouTube and Facebook pages. So everyone has access to that. Correct. Everyone can tune in for free and, and watch and learn and share 
their comments or ask questions about, you know, how to not enable a loved one who's battling addiction or for someone who's in need of services, you know, clinically, physically, and emotionally, they can get in touch with us and possibly come to Ohio for those services. Yeah, that's the other part of it too, because there is an in-person service aspect to it too, right? There's a site that people can physically go to, right? Correct. They can visit racingforrecovery.org to, you know, we have three books and three documentaries and there's, you know, a, a YouTube page with uh, podcast interviews on our success stories. But I've taken Racing for Recovery from my own, you know, personal experiences and put it into an agency that employs over 20 licensed clinicians who are now working with me. Nobody works for me. Everybody works with me and providing assistance for people all over the world. And it's truly a, a dream come true for me as the founder of this organization. An easy way for people who see the story and they go, that's me. I need that help. What's the next step for them? Well, I want the person who's watching this right now, who's probably not in the best condition that they, they want to be. I'm sure most people are like myself who are addicted to drugs at the current moment, never had aspirations of becoming this person. But I want them to hear my words right now and understand that this is applicable and possible for anyone. Our slogan at Racing for Recovery is with sobriety, anything is possible. And it's, tr it's true. I, I don't want the viewer to say, oh, well, that guy's doing, you know, 94 Ironmans. I, I can't do that. That's not my message. I'm using the Ironman as an awesome platform to share the, the message of recovery and hope for everyone. Okay, and you've got 94 in the books now, right? I just finished my 94th yesterday on this beautiful island. Had some people from Racing for Recovery with me. It was just magical. Tough day, but a great day. So 94, when did you start the quest with the races? Because 94 Ironmans and even half Ironmans, it's nothing to sneeze at, right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because... I remember watching the Ironman Hawaii back in my addiction. I think it was 1987. I was watching it on television while I had a, an assortment of drugs in front of me. And I looked at a friend of mine and I'm like, I'm going to do that someday. And he kind of looked at me like, no, you're not. And so it's, that was the first seed that was planted for me. And then also my stepmom was an avid runner and I always looked at her with admiration. And so those two things were the catalyst for me to pick up Ironman in 1999. Wow, my gosh. Where was your first one? My first one was in uh, Panama City Beach, Florida, November 6, 1999. And then what, what created Racing for Recovery was I did Ironman New Zealand in 2001. And again, the media they ran our local newspaper ran a story about my life and the response was overwhelming and that's where i got the concept to start racing for recovery how many times have you been to kona to participate in the because there's the iron man and there's the honu which is the half iron man right correct how many times how many times have you done I've done three of the full Ironmans. I've now done two of the Hanu half Ironmans. And then I've also done the Ultraman out here in Hawaii as well. And the Ultraman is like a double Ironman, it, right? It's almost a triple and I want no part of that again. 
<laughs> That's incredible. Wow. Um, when you when you race, what do you think about? What goes through your mind? Todd? I think of the the people that that are struggling, and I think of the people that didn't make it. it it's interesting. Every time I go to a, a venue to do a race, you know, somebody inevitably always says, you know, hey, you're the guy from Racing for Recovery, and they start talking about about people. And in fact, I was waiting uh, Friday to check my bike in. And a gentleman said that he had just lost a dear friend of his a couple of days ago to addiction. And his name was Mark. And I thought about him yesterday while I was out there. I never met the guy, but I know him. And through watching other families suffer from this, I have empathy for what they're going through. And that's why I do what I do. I want to help people to not do this to themselves anymore so they can live in peace and enjoy their family and their friends and life in general. Okay, 94 in the books, on your body. <laughs> 90, 94 of those races and six more to go to reach 100. Where's your 100th gonna be? Right here in Kona in October for the full Ironman. Back and where that, it all started, full circle. Oh, that's awesome. What happens after 100? It's a good question, Jim. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I have a lot of business things that I'm working on. I will continue to race. This is not a, a swan song. I'm retiring. I, I don't necessarily want to do them at the volume I'm doing, but I'd like to start doing more uh, individual counseling with people in different areas of the, the country, more, um, more speaking engagements kind of getting back to where I originally started racing for recovery with conceptually, but I'm, I'm not done. I'm only 55. There was a, a gentleman yesterday who finished it at 90. And I, I look at people like that. I'm like, I want to be you someday, you know? The last thing I want to ask you is this. I saw a really neat shot of you in, uh, it looks like a gymnasium and they're appears to be hundreds of young people. You physically get out there in person, you go to schools and, and you talk to the youth to try to catch them before it becomes a problem, I guess, right? Half of our mission at Racing for Recovery is to prevent substance abuse even in the first place. I, you know, I hope we go out of business because no one's addicted to drugs. So half again is to prevent it. And then the other half is to help those who are unfortunately in it. But I, when I sent you those pictures, I look back and I'm like, yeah, you know, I've, I've spoken to thousands of kids and I will meet each one individually. And, and some of the stories that these young kids share with me about what's going on at home are horrific, which for many of them, it leads to their own addiction. But I, I've learned a lot from those kids doing those speaking engagements. And like I said previously, I'm, I'm hoping to get back out there and do some more. In fact, I'm going to be speaking to a, a youth drug treatment center in Boulder, Colorado in, in August. And I love doing that. Connecting with the kids is a, is a beautiful thing that I'm fortunate enough to do. Dr. Randall, thank you so much for the time. Anything you want to say in closing before we end? I want to thank you for covering this story because I know someone's going to be touched by it. And that's what I've been doing since 2001. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. All you need is one. All that's you need right. to reach is one. That's it. And there you go from there. Thank you so much, Todd. Appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, Jim. You're very welcome. Nice meeting you, Todd. Take care. Bye.
His 100th Ironman will be in October at the World Championship in Kona. Crandall says after that, he'll aim for another goal. A special thanks to podcast producer Davis Pittner. I'm Jim Mendoza. See you next time with another edition of Tell Me a Story.